This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review and reaction to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode five. Truth. My name is Daniel and joining me today is Anthony. Hello, everyone. And Shabazz. Hello, everyone as well. Shay, how you doing? Doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. You know, what about yourself? I'm doing well. Thank you. Anthony, how about you? How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm, I'm just winter soldiering it up here, you know, just interesting. Winding my arm back a couple of times. What does I was gonna say? What else does that entail? So you're just you know, winding like, your arm up. You know how he like winds his arm when it's like a little loose. Yeah, yeah. He just of course. Winds it. Don't we all though? <laughs> of course, uh, we are talking about episode five called "Truth of the Falcon and Winter Soldier." This episode, as all the episodes, have been directed by Carrie Skoglin, and this is written by Dallin Musson. Uh, of course, last week we ended off with that absolutely stunning shot of. You know, of John Walker's Captain America holding the bloodied shields. And this episode takes place and it starts right from where we left off. He's, you know, he's on the run and we're getting right into like this warehouse where uh, Bucky and Sam are confronting him. Shay, start us off here. What did you think of this moment? What did you think of this fight sequence where um, we have John Walker who just looks so unhinged and now we're having Bucky and Sam confronting him? For the shields, man, and Sam just tells him, "Give me that shield." This, the, like the first five minutes of this episode, that that fighting sequence, um, I think it took Marvel movies and the MCU, sorry, into a place that I didn't think it would go to. Um, it got really dark. It got really violent. Without it, it was one of those moments where they showed us enough without showing us too much and making it grotesque. But man, they. They they fought so hard, and a, l- a lot of the moments reminded me, especially when um, Sam is taking off the shield from uh, John Walker. It reminded me of that moment from Infinity War of them taking off the gauntlet, the the, the from, gauntlet from, from, from Thanos, Thanos. Right, yeah. I was thinking that too, and uh, it, it was just very reminiscent of that. I also felt like it was a very raw fight; like they weren't they were just using their muscle this time because it was just pure instinct. Uh, and, yeah. I, and I thought that was a very, very cool fight. And it was an exhausting fight from what it looked like as well. I think I think exhausting is the word because, you know, like we have these obviously two super soldiers and then you have Sam who is trying to keep up with them. And Sam's using kind of all his different tactics, his jetpack, his wings, all that kind of stuff. And you have this Bucky and, you know, John Walker just going crazy in that scene where Bucky, like, oh, where they're trying to get the shield and like, like they break john's arm the other way and i'm mm-hmm. like I, I literally like yelped seeing that i'm like ah! like that is just so like intense anthony how about you what do you think of this fight sequence yeah it was it was it was gritty it felt raw it felt hard and um like for me the 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 ripping of the wings when they when john uh rips off falcon's wings yeah and he just holds them and then he throws them it's like it's almost like he ripped 
Sam apart because his wings right. are a huge part of his powers. Uh, and like, even we, and you see it later on, like when he's like, Oh, when I think what's, uh, what's his partner from the military, uh, Battlestar or the other guy, the other dude, Torres, Torres, Torres. He's yeah. like, Oh, they're broken. And he looks at him like, yeah, those, like, I don't even know how to fix them because Tony Stark, like gave him those wings. Right. And they're not like something that you can repair and have someone build, um, until later on. But like yeah. in his mind, he lost everything, even his, his wings. And that was, that, right. that hit me the hardest. Bucky, you know, I, I want, i I want winter soldier Bucky sometimes. I want ruthless killer Bucky sometimes. Cause he would have took out, uh, sorry, he would have took out John in an instant. But yeah, I thought the fight sequence was really good. And you can see it in John's eyes. It's like, totally, he lost everything that he stood for at that point, And he, he just became unhinged, like you said. Well, from here in this episode, um, or actually just touching on, on Torres, you know, like when later on in the episode when, you know, Sam lets him keep the wings, we, we know from the comics that Torres actually becomes the Falcon when Sam is Captain America. So it's some nice uh, like future uh, foreshadowing there for him maybe taking on the role as the Falcon later on in the MCU. Um, from here in the episode, uh, Bucky uh, confronts Zemo in Sokovia and uh, you know they have a nice little conversation. We see that shot from the trailer of, you know, of Bucky just kind of with the gun to his head and stuff like that. And um, I-, I-, I love Zemo so much and I wish that uh, like I could have taken ten episodes of the show, I think, and just really had a lot more. We had a lot of Zemo, but I would have, I would have loved more because Daniel Brule's so good, and you know he has a great conversation with Bucky, and you could tell that he's scared of Bucky, but he also has a, a mutual respect for him, and I think this just elevated Zemo as a as a villain so much, and of course Bucky, uh, instead of killing him, brings him over to the door, uh, or I guess brings the door Melange in. And they uh, they take him to imprison him, and also probably set him up for another role down the road in the MCU. Uh, what do you guys think of this scene? I I wouldn't be surprised if he gets his own show, just like Loki. I I'm trying to I'm battling in my heart if Zemo's a really a bad guy or is he just misguided in a sense? Is he really a villain? Um, because just his his actions in in this episode, he willingly went. He's not like he wasn't tricking them in any sort of way. He was helping these guys out, try to figure out who is, you know, who took these super soldier serums. And I, I'm, I'm wondering if he'll have his own show very similar to like Loki has, he'll become the next, you know, anti-hero. What's well, interesting with that. I think, you know, I think Zemo very much sees people as like a, a means to an end, like the very Machiavellian, uh, way of living and we saw him reading like the Machiavelli book too in prison and uh, we hear throughout the last couple episodes that you know they treat each other as a means to an end and Zemo was able to escape prison because he wants to take down these super soldiers because he's disgusted by them he hates them um, but also if something happens down the line where Zemo uh, where you know the Avengers are on the opposite side of Zemo I don't think he'll have a problem taking them down either regardless of the history and i think that's so interesting too because they they use each other when it's necessary which is uh which is a very interesting uh, dynamic i think i think you guys are right there on the ball where 
we need some more information about what's happening. You know, at the end, obviously the Dora Milaje come in and take Zemo. Does that mean we're seeing him in Black Panther 2? Is there going to be any communication around that? I mean, Black Panther 2 right now is, you know, just getting into production and it's this big question mark right now of how they're making that movie. So they have this, um, I guess, this kind of sandbox to work within. So it, there could be that element of, of Zemo being involved, right? Right. And I, and I prefer having characters, you know, either locked up or out there without having them killed because you know Zemo is a huge character especially in the comic books and you want these characters to stay longer you don't want them to just you know come do their thing and then get killed you want them to keep having recurring villains because that's how you get a great rogues gallery um from this moment in the show we are now at you know the hearing where John Walker is you know in front of I guess he's getting honorably discharged and he's like you know, fighting with the senators that like, you know, like you gave me this power, you trained me, you told me what to do. And I went out there and did it. And now I'm getting punished for that. Right. So he's again, very scary parallel to the world that we see today with like law enforcement and everything too. And I, again, the show does not shy away from echoing the reality that we live in. Um, this was, I think one of my favorite scenes in the show, just because again, I think Wyatt Russell, as much as I love hating him, his arc and his character in the show really did start off as somebody who wanted to do good. And then you just see him start to unravel. Um, Anthony, what did you think of the sequence? I, I, I loved it. I, it, you can see the pain in his eyes that when he's, he's dealing with the uh, military council council. And he's like, you told, you trained me, you told me this is what I'm supposed to do. What am I supposed to do? I'm not Steve Rogers. Like Steve Rogers, when he became Captain America, it was he was an innocent, like it was just a different time period. This innocent guy just wanting to do good. You put a soldier in as Captain America, he's gonna kill people. Like that's what you trained them to do. He ain't gonna politely talk his way out of it. He wasn't brought up that way. And you know, listen, Jay, how about you? What do you think? Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, like, just listening to, I've, I've listened to other podcasts of, you know, people who have been ex, you know, special forces and, you know, they've gone to Afghanistan and they've, they've taken care of bad guys. These guys, these soldiers believe like they're, they are trying to save the world and they're trained to be the best of the best. And it just says a lot about how the government can wash their hands when you're not in the right light in their eyes or the right light in the public's opinion. That sucks. That's sad. And it's very relatable. Yeah, no, I think um, you guys pretty much just said it there. I mean, John Walker's character, when he says like, you guys made me, I think that parallels Steve Rogers right there. Whereas Steve Rogers, yes, was made by them, but also he wanted to do things on his own. Whereas John Walker was just a guy who had the skills and, he used his skills very well, but maybe his intentions weren't always the greatest. You know, he thought he was just doing it for the country, not for his own betterment. And it was heartbreaking to see because I'm sure this is something that is happening in the States all the time. You know, soldiers are they're going to war, they're coming back and not really being given the why. So it was heartbreaking. I absolutely love this moment. I think this episode had some of my favorite dramatic moments because from there that we then go to the scene with Isaiah and 
man, this whatever, I think that scene was like five or 10 minutes long as well. And it was so powerful. And the weight of that scene was immense. And it really rippled, I think, throughout this episode. I love the, I love uh, that scene. And there, there's a moment um, before we dive into the scene with Isaiah Bradley, uh, we get introduced to Contessa Valentina Allegra de, Font, uh, de Fontaine. Uh, who is played by Julia Louise Dreyfus, who makes her debut in the MCU. Uh, this was awesome that this didn't leak. This was a ni- really nice surprise moment. Um, we were, I was reading in Vanity Fair before we recorded this that she was supposed to make her debut in Black Widow um, and then show up here. So I'm assuming we're going to see her in Black Widow now come July. But um, this is so cool to see that you know the MCU is expanding. We're starting to bring in more of these characters. And uh, it just goes to show the secrecy that could... That, they they do so well with not revealing things. I mean, um, I think of Wanda, uh, sorry, not WandaVision, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness wraps filming next week, and we haven't seen any set photos of it. And, and it just goes to show like the secrecy that's there. Shay, what did you think of seeing um, Julia Louise Dreyfus show up? Man, I think she's great. I think she's such a phenomenal actress. Um, and just hearing her voice come in, she, is, she can do comedy really well. And I think the MCU does a great job and Kevin Feige does a great job of picking up these comedic actors to to be, play these villains sometimes. And I think as soon as I saw her, I was like, whoa, like she is just all sorts of evil. She gave me these like Maleficent vibes uh, and it just had this, this scary look to her. And I knew I'm like, man, whatever she's conjuring, like she's going to be a big role in the MCU. And I mean, you know, rumors are that she's going to be Madam Hydra or she's going to have that bigger role down the road. She could be a scroll even like I remember Anthony mentioned it too. Um, a lot of a lot of area to play around with. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But man, seeing her was just this nice little surprise. Definitely, especially as someone who like, you know, she was consoling John Walker after the trial because you got other than an honorable discharge and uh, looks like she's going to be putting a little team together of her own that maybe we'll see down the road. Uh, but going to that Isaiah Bradley sequence that uh, you mentioned earlier, Shay, um, I love this sequence because, you know, Sam finally gets to learn all about who Isaiah Bradley is. I love the parallel of him, you know, telling the story about him um, going to like a, a POW camp and saving like 30 or 40 of his men and then coming back. And then he was, he got, jailed for it where in the first avenger we see steve do that and he's celebrated and he's a hero because of it you know so it's it's a really interesting parallel just to see like oh like the difference between you know steve rogers doing it and isaiah bradley a black man doing it and uh you know he goes through like how he was mistreated over the 30 years you know he was um you know the the u.s government was willing to nuke the the pow camp but you know isaiah wanted to save them um, they didn't want Isaiah to go in. Uh, they imprisoned Isaiah Bradley. They experimented on him. They told him that his wife was dead. Um, they would have kept him longer, except there was a nurse who, um, you know, felt bad for him and, 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 and let him out pretty much wrote him a note, like basically told him that they can't do this anymore. Um, and then his whole record in his life was erased. And why wouldn't this man feel angry at the world? Right. Well, that sequence for me was super powerful because it was, there was a point when it, he said to Sam, it's like no self-respecting black man would ever become Captain America. And as a, like, if I was just in thinking of what Sam is dealing with right now, 
as this battle of should I be the next black cat? Like, should I be a Captain America who's black? That's that's that was a difficult decision for him to to figure out. And and we see later on he makes his choice. But yeah, that that was a very very powerful scene between those two characters. Shay, how about you? What did you think of this sequence? Man, it was intense. It um, emotional, and I loved it. I, I it's funny. We made, I made a joke before when the episode started. I was like, oh, I, like this episode. You know, it starts off super intense. I wonder if the rest of the episode is going to be somber. And it was, and it was somber for the right reasons. It was so much development. It was so much that was occurring about these characters that, you know, there was, we have those Rocky montages that occur as well, where they're training and there's that music playing. Um, so th- this moment specifically to me was just it was painful to watch. It was, it was probably one of the harder moments to watch, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. You know, it, it was just, it's just heartbreaking to see, but I think, Sam just understands now, like the world that he's living in, you know, as much as Sam is this like generally good person, you know, he knows he sees the worlds for what it can be and for what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a, such a great quality to have. Uh, but then, yeah, you said Shay, like that we go from there, we're, we're back on the boat. We're back in Louisiana. We're having a good old fashioned eighties montage of them repairing it. You know, Bucky comes and helps out. Um, and it's just great. I think Sam and Sam and Bucky have such great chemistry together. And uh, obviously that goes to Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. They have great chemistry working together. So um, it's fun seeing them work together on the boat and then Bucky hitting on Sam's sister. You know, uh, it, it's just such, it's just fun little moments like that. The scene, this sequence did feel a bit longer, but it definitely, I think, was like that deep breath because, you know, next week shit's going to go down. Um and then we we uh, from the boat sequence we start to see uh, Sam now finally training with the shields and uh, I just had a big smile on my face the entire this entire sequence. Anthony, what do you think of seeing Sam finally using the shields, going full on like Rocky Three montage of him training? Um, I love that the shield almost kills him like a million times too throughout of it, where he almost like doesn't catch it. Um, it's just, it was a really fun sequence. Yeah. He's, he was doing his best, uh, cartwheel. Like he wants to get that cartwheel, uh, flip with a, with a, and, and jump to catch that shield really, yeah. <laughs> really down. So yeah, I enjoyed it. He, the whole sequence, the whole Rocky, then it felt like a Rocky montage sequence. Um, really well done. It just, it just show and even the whole conversation with Bucky, the, the redemption and, having you know what you think is your redemption is actually something else and what he should be doing and what you want to do with your life not what other people expect you to do with your life right it's a really 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 good scene between them it felt very uh you remember the sequence with tony and steve um i think it was during ultron yeah they're in the. They're just outside in the woods, and not in the woods, but Steve literally rips the. Oh yeah, he, they're chopping the wood. Yeah, it's at uh, Hawkeye's house. Hawkeye's house. Yeah. yeah, it just reminded me of that. It's just these these little discussions that they have, um, that these Marvel characters, these superheroes have, and they're very down to earth. It just you know grounds them as they're not gods. They're just normal people who want to do the right thing. And definitely. Yeah, I I, I really enjoyed it, and uh, I. 
Falcon, <laughs> he's, you know, he's ready. He's ready to be Captain America. I love, um, I love in that sequence too, where, you know, Bucky's talking to Sam and he's like, you know, like when Steve was telling me what he, that he wanted to give you the shield. So I like that Bucky knew and it makes sense now when you watch Endgame, um, Bucky's like encouraging Sam to go talk to Steve, right? Um, you know, when he was telling us like, we didn't think about what it would mean or like, the, I guess the ramification of what it meant to have like a black man take that shield again. Cause I think, you know, Bucky and, and Steve were so like, genuinely good people that they didn't even think about um the the issues that sam would would face when it comes to that maybe it's they're like being naive or maybe is it them just you know always seeing the good in people but i thought that was just such an interesting idea that they didn't that they again that this show is not hiding away it's not you know it's not hinting it's straight up saying like this it, this is a real issue. This isn't something that they're hiding behind, and I, and I and I love that. I love that this show is just saying like this is who we are. This is what our show is, and I love that. I think this, Jay, how about you? I think this episode also, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. It kind of gave a definitive about Steve as well. Did it though? Like I mean, like we we know steve's gone these they keep saying like steve's gone but like it just felt more like they're saying like oh he's gone like yeah you can't we can't like he's gone and it's just like maybe he's on the moon huh. i wonder I like know. i what, wonder what if we're going to get any you, type of answer why don't you just say he's dead if he's dead then we won't ask questions but yeah they're, they're leaving this ambiguity of is he dead if he, he's not dead i don't think he's dead because i think they would have they would have had a bigger his, moment they would have went to his um, grave his or graveyard. Something. Like, yeah, his graveyard, his grave. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they would have went to his grave and like paid homage to him or something. You know, like that's what I think. Yeah, I agree. Right. I, but oh, uh, they're leaving it very, they're leaving it very open ended. Like, I mean, we're we're being told that he's gone, but is it like, oh, he's gone? Like fishing? We can't. <laughs> We, you know, <laughs> he's gone gone fishing he's gone fishing um the flag smashers were very quiet in this episode mm-hmm. uh obviously they were silently plotting we find out pretty much confirmed now that you know sharon carter is the power broker because she hooks them up with batrock who is played by george st pierre who we saw in the first episode in winter soldier so now he's going he's going what what's his name the leaper something like that um uh yeah, I'm blanking like on his name now. Batrock the Leaper. Batrock right? the Leaper, yeah. Yeah, so like uh, he's there and they're going to be attacking the GRC in the next episode and that's pretty much where the episode finishes off but we did get an after credit sequence for the first time in the series where we see John Walker now making his own Captain America shield. Oh yeah. Uh, Shay, what did you think about this scene? It was cool. I mean, he's he's taken off those those medals that he's been adorned with, that he's been dressed with for all these years, and he's just hammering them into this makeshift uh, Dollarama looking shield that he's making at home. You know. Oh, one thing. Uh, one thing we didn't mention though is he uh, John did go visit. Um, I. Um, oh yeah, he did go visit Battle Stars. Battle Stars. Uh, Battle Stars uh, family. Uh, Lamar. He went to go see Lamar Hoskins' family. Um, in this, which was like a sad moment, of course. But uh, Anthony, how about you? John Walker is making his own Captain America shield. Yeah, I don't know how long that shield's gonna last. 
It's not made out of, <laughs> you know, vibranium, vibranium or adamantium. It's just normal steel. But uh, he, he's, he, he seems like he's becoming almost like he's going to become the vigilante Captain America. The one yeah. that's not ruled by any governing, governing, governing association of sorts. So he's going to take, you know, he has the super soldier powers. He's going to be this character that he wants to be at any cost. Uh, I don't know if he's going to go unhinged again or if he's going to lose his mind, but I think his heart is in the right place. I just don't know if his mind is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think we're we're gearing up to a big confrontation with, you know, with obviously the Flag Smashers and now John Walker. Next week is the finale of this series already. And I can't believe how fast it's gone by. But what are our, before we wrap up this episode, what are our final... I guess, predictions for what to expect next week. Shay, we're going to start with you. I think we're going to see an epic battle. Um, You know, it's going to be this fight probably between, you know, U.S. Soldier and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and uh, Carly Morgenthau. I think it's just going to be a a lot of just carnage but i i really wonder if there's there's any more surprises that they have because they could easily drop a bunch more so that's what i'm thinking do you think we see so in this episode two we know that sam got a new suit maybe yeah. uh that the wakandans made for him like I, i'm hoping that we're going to see that in action anthony what about you what do you um where's your hype level for next week and where do you think next week is going to go so I'm going to tell you, the sequence is going to be, they're all going to be in a factory and all of a sudden you're going to hear, give me back that shield. And it's going to be Steve Rogers <laughs> and he has a cane in his hand, but he's in like, he's in his Captain America suit. So it's all baggy, baggy on him. So he doesn't fill it in as much as anymore. No, he's, he's wearing his old like fishing hat and like he's got fishing tackles beside him. <laughs> and he uses the fishing rod to catch the shield and pull it back. <laughs> Give me back my shield. Hear the <laughs> he's like, so I'm, get in? I'm expecting some craziness. <laughs> I, I'm expecting some huge battles, some more you know storyline i think we're gonna get more information on where we see captain america in the next couple of years uh we'll we'll get an idea of even bucky in his storyline he's gonna have to confront his demons he's gonna have to talk to the dude the dude's father that he killed that's what i think um i think it'll be the longest episode i know this episode was the longest but uh, yeah, I, I don't want to say much because I don't know what to expect. Because last time my expectations were, <laughs> were wrong. So I think uh, Armin Zola is going to show up. You think Zola is going to show up, eh? Yeah. Interesting. Why not? Interesting. He's a computer program. He's a, you know, he lives within the internet. I don't think he's dead. Interesting. Maybe. Who knows? I like it. Who knows? I mean, like we've seen that he's popped up. Uh, like he he popped up in uh, Winter Soldier. He popped. We saw the plans for his suit in the first Avenger. We saw him in um, in Endgame too. Technically, right? Like we got like a, a I guess a, like a little hint of his name. But yeah, it's very possible. I mean, yeah. Next week, you know, I'm expecting a big confrontation. I'm expecting a big a big fight between our our, our characters, and I'm hoping. We get some great 
like just action of Sam as the new Captain America taking up that mantle. I also think it's possible, like I wouldn't be surprised if they destroy the shield somehow. Like I, I like this show could go either way. And I and I wonder if they would ever think of, of doing that. Did they destroy it once? Wasn't it break broken by Thanos? By Th- Thanos broke it, yeah. He destroyed it. And then they build it again. But yeah, man, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I love I love this type of story. I I like Falcon and the Winter Soldier more than WandaVision. Yeah. Yeah. WandaVision I became just, it, too mysticky for me. This mm-hmm. one feels more super like heroic. Yeah, and, like this one's a lot more grounded, right? A lot more grounded, but it's just I like the storyline it told. Got you. you. But again, we it's sorry to cut you off. It's I think it's just again like that yeah, like these are so different shows, but it's crazy that these are still within the same universe. Yeah. 100%. It's really cool. That, of course, was our review and reaction of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 5. We'll be back next week with our finale discussion. And if you didn't know, Monday is our 100th episode of the movie podcast. So make sure you tune in, you listen, you give us some love, you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the movie podcast. We have lots of reviews coming your way next week as well, too. Uh, Most notably... Mortal Kombat. So we'll have a lot on the feed. Mortal (laughs) Kombat! We have our Mythic Quest Everlight review out that just dropped this morning, so make sure you're listening to that. There's always a reason to listen to the movie podcast. Thank you so much for being here with us. And that was this time with the movie podcast, and we'll see you next.